Well, hey, everyone. Good morning. I hope you are coping well with shelter in place. I miss seeing you all, and I'm still trying to get used to speaking into thin air with no faces to look at. So when we do gather again in person, whenever that's going to take place, I won't be bothered if I see you sleeping in the pews. Yeah, yeah, I know. You just got your eyes closed because you're meditating on my words. To help me out so I don't feel lonely, I brought two of my friends here. I brought Mickey and Minnie. And so they're going to be my pseudo audience this morning. So I'm putting them right here in front of me. To give you a glimpse, uh, a glimpse into um, uh, my new reality and how I'm coping, a highlight to my daily routine now, believe it or not, is when the mail gets delivered. When I hear the mail truck coming down the street, I run out to my mailbox to see what just got delivered. The same happens when I see the UPS truck or the Amazon delivery van drive by. I get all excited hoping to see if something I ordered online is finally being delivered. It's like kids on a hot summer day running outside when they hear that familiar ice cream truck song. Now, the, the other day, I, I posted a photo on Facebook of a package delivery from a very popular bakery in Southern California. I got so many likes that I think a lot of you are feeling the same about these doorstep deliveries. These deliveries bring me a momentary sense of relief, even a short feeling of joy. But they're only a temporary escape from a new phenomenon that I'm experiencing now. Zoom fatigue. Uh, and I, I, know, I know a lot of you are feeling the same way. Shelter in place has been good in flattening the curve, but also has had negative consequences, especially to our mental health. In an article in one of my professional journals, Express Scripts, which is an online pharmacy service, reports that this pandemic has increased prescriptions for antidepressants, anti-anxiety, and anti-insomnia drugs by 21% in just one month. This pandemic is having a significant impact on people's mental health. David Kessler, a world-renowned expert on grieving, in an interview for Harvard Business Review said, we're feeling a number of different griefs. We feel the world has changed and it has. Just as going to the airport is forever different from how it was before 9-11, Things will change, and this is the point at which they change. The loss of normalcy, the fear of economic toll, the loss of connection. We're grieving collectively. I know personally, I feel like I'm stuck in a bad dream and it won't end. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you were stuck, stuck in the mud? You are in quicksand and sinking fast. You are spinning your wheels and going nowhere. Worries are strangling your life. You can't sleep at night. Everything in your world is turned upside down. Being sheltered in place has increased feelings of isolation, anxiety, hopelessness, and depression. Loneliness was a big problem before the pandemic and now made even worse. Imagine if you're dealing with cancer and can't get timely treatments. A loved one just passed away and you can't gather to mourn. You lost your job because the economy shut down. You're grieving that you can't celebrate 
graduations or weddings together with family and friends? Are you having negative thoughts, feeling non-essential? Your misery can't end fast enough. Have you been there? Are you there now? That's why I love the Psalms, because they are so raw and full of emotions. I was reading Psalm 40 recently, and I found it so right for today. In Psalm 40, the writer, King David, identifies with you and me. He is in the miry bog and is sinking fast. David calls out to God, and in the clutch, God delivers him. Better than the mailman, UPS driver, or the ice cream truck man. Do you want that for yourself now and forevermore? So that's why I want us to look together at Psalm 40 and see how it can apply to a time like now. So starting with verse 1, I read, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come, in the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your, your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, aha, aha. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. And that's the word of the Lord. From David's experience in Psalm 40, he recognizes that he is in the mud and realizes God can help him get out. In verse 1 to 2, David admits he is stuck in the mud, and God reaches out to pull him out of the pit of destruction. Here, we are reminded to not ignore the signs that we are in trouble, to fool ourselves that everything is fine when things are really not. 
how many of you, when you are hurting and are asked this particular question, how are you doing? And either we are too ashamed, afraid, or guilt-laden. Answer, I'm fine. Denial or ignoring our dire straits gets us no help. If you feel tired all the time, sleeping a lot, or not sleeping at all, not eating or rather overeating, nothing seems to interest you, you have self-destructive behavior or thoughts, these are all signs of depression. Reach out to someone and don't be disconnected. Last week, uh, my home group had a chance to have a video chat and, and one of our members told a story about calling one of her friends who's going through cancer. And her friend thanked her for lifting up her spirits when she answered that call. So take time to call someone. You don't know how much that could be so encouraging for them to know someone cares. In the same light, we can get God. If we avoid God, who knows all about us anyways, that prevents him from helping us and putting us back onto solid ground. Next, David tells us in Psalm 40 to reflect to reset our lives. Reading verses six to eight, in sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh my God, your law is within my heart. God wants ultimately our obedience to do his will and not ours. Being stuck can get our attention fast to change our attitude and behavior. We get stripped down to the bare essentials so we can see what is important and what is not. A question we are asking you all to consider in this season is what is COVID-19 revealing about you and about God? And how is this pandemic transforming you for the better? This might be a great opportunity to reset our lives to God's best plan for us. Next, David tells us to reveal the hope you have so others can relate. Reading verses 9 to 10. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Here, David has no hesitancy to share God's goodness, and we are encouraged to do the same. So tell your own stories of God's deliverance to others, because stories of faith are about your own genuine experiences of encounters with God. By sharing, others can receive the spiritual medicine that cures their mortality if they accept the hope that is in Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, the Apostle Paul said, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Opportunities to share about our faith pop up all the time. When that happens, are you ready to speak? Earlier this year, uh, my wife and I actually had an opportunity to go on a cruise with friends celebrating their youth group reunion. 
And on the first night at our dining room table, one of Terry's friends out of the blue asked how I became a pastor. Now that's a, a common question I get because most people know that I'm a dentist and that's not too unusual of a profession, but also being a pastor brings out their curiosity. I was prepared having been asked that question a bunch of times in the past. I mean, how much easier can it get to share your testimony? Having the entire table's attention, I shared the time God rescued me when I was really stuck in the Mari bottle, that I was suicidal and God met me in a very dramatic way after hearing my cries for help. And because God saved me, I committed my life to Jesus and would serve him forever. Hence for me, leading me to becoming a pastor. After I shared my story, the people around the table were touched and appreciated how I was being transparent with my brokenness. Instead of the usual humble brag stories of career and financial successes, they could relate in their own lives to my experience of failure, shame, and not meeting expectations. When we tell our stories of faith, we reveal the hope we have in Jesus so others can relate and that Jesus could be a difference maker for them too that our faith is not theoretical, but real. Our stories rejoice the fact that God rescues and is our deliverer. From Psalm 40, verses 16 to 17. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. <clears throat> the simple exercise of being grateful helps to overcome hopelessness and depression. Remembering good things in your life reverses the negative thoughts. And definitely people of God should remember the times God has been faithful to them. And for me, I will forever be grateful when God delivered me from the muddy pit and without shame to tell my story now, like at that cruise ship dining table months ago, that near the end of my supposedly final year of dental school, almost 40 years ago, I had a major setback in my training that caused me to essentially delay taking my licensing exam for one more year. I was already drained tired, stressed over my future, that this setback was the needle that broke the camel's back. I was stuck in the miry bog and sinking fast. I was ashamed and embarrassed of my perceived failure. And on the day I was supposed to be taking my licensing exam, but could not, I was in deep depression and pain. I remember crying in my apartment alone, wishing my misery would end. Thoughts like, you're stupid, you are a failure, just kill me now, were tormenting my mind. At that very dark moment in my life, I sensed a presence calling out to me. You have to understand, I was unchurched, and I did something very surprising to me, even to this day. In desperation, I called out, Jesus saved me. A very simple prayer, but effective. And within minutes, my doorbell rang at my apartment. 
when I answered the door, a couple who was going door to door, sharing the gospel, asked if I wanted to know Jesus. They handed me a Bible, which I still have today. On the back cover is this verse from Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Those words from Jesus were so appropriate at that very moment in my life. Those words were a gift from God. God heard me and gave me his answer. The heavy weight that I was feeling disappeared immediately. Joy replaced the gloom. Hope replaced the despair. Peace replaced the turmoil. We all need God the deliverer. No matter what our circumstances, good, bad, or in between, we are being, if we are being honest with ourselves, we are all stuck in the mud, at least for sure spiritually, if we have not yet committed to Jesus Christ. When we are hurting, hopeless, desperate, we just realize it a lot faster. I began my message talking about the male person that delivers, and so does the UPS driver. Well, in sports, there's also this concept of a player who delivers, especially in the clutch. I love sports, and right now there are no sports happening. I have to rely on watching replays on YouTube of past games. And one of my favorite players known to make shots in the clutch is Steph Curry. He has an uncanny ability to shoot beyond the three-point arc. But he is human and isn't perfect. Steph misses critical shots but he at least is willing to attempt them. Well, God can deliver in the clutch if we are willing to call out to him. If you're feeling isolated, grieving, at wit's end, anxious right now because of the circumstances you are in, cry out to Jesus like I did 40 years ago and still do today. Maybe God will answer you in an amazing way like he did with me that will change your life forever. God is patiently waiting for us to notice he is there for us. Maybe this week, take time to read Psalm 40. Reflect on it. Meditate and listen for God to speak to you. Talk to him. Discover for yourself that God delivers in the clutch. And that is good news. And that is my hope for all of us. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us this day more of your love and peace that we may be comforted by the Holy Spirit so we can feel more joy and hope in troubling times. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who gives us victory over death, that we may have eternal life if we believe in him. You are our deliverer, our savior, our rock, and our king. You be the glory forever 